Hi, this is Olivia Cook. And I'm Amber Duffney. And this is The Empowered Woman. Badass and unfiltered. My co-host Amber and I created this podcast to highlight the badass women we know and love. We did this with the goal of empowering women and supporting each other on the journey of life and business. We show women that they can still be a badass, make a difference in the world, leave a legacy, all while rocking their femininity. Now let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. Have you ever wanted to do live events, but didn't really know where to start, and then COVID happened? All the way from Singapore, with over nine years in the events industry, Rashida has helped countless ambitious entrepreneurs organize impactful events to grow their businesses. She is also the creator of the popular Ladies Let's Talk Money virtual series, which features world-renowned speakers across the globe who have been featured in Forbes, BBC, Fortune, and Wall Street Journal. If you're looking for tips on how to have the confidence to do live events or even start a business that has to do with public speakers, Rashida is the girl for you and she'll teach you how to do it without a big following on social media either. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Olivia. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I um, just let um, the listeners know a little bit about how you got started in this. Um, Cause I know you've worked in the re- events industry for a long time, but mm-hmm. you also, you know, you started your own business. So how did that happen? So I actually started freelancing on Fiverr for four years before even doing any business. So it was like done for you services. You know, I helped to do sponsorship proposals and things like that. And then I thought like, oh, it'd be fun if I open up a coaching service, you know, because I see a lot of people, my clients, when they take my proposal and then they tell me what they're going to do with it. And I'm like, oh, no, like (laughs) this person is not going to give you the money. (laughs) And so and so that's so much. Okay, that'll be fun to do a coaching, you know, thing on Gig on Fiverr. And then I started to have clients there. And then I could see the demand. And then I'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should do, you know, an events coaching business as a side hustle. So what happened is I was looking for a job in New Zealand. I was waiting for the job. I was doing this side hustle thing. And then that was in January. <laughs> and then COVID happens and I lost that job <laughs> before even starting on it. Um, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this a little bit more seriously. And then I lost all of my clients um, because they are all doing in-person events like conferences and festivals and things like that. They just like gone. Um, and then I'm like, okay, um, I have a passion project, which is a women empowerment event, um, which talks about money because I was really scared about money and I, I can see like everybody's like huh you know finances and losing jobs and so I did the virtual summit and that's where really the pivot happens you know in terms of doing virtual summits and online events yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah thank you for that because I mean what what were some of the thought processes though when that you went through when you lost all of your clients like how did you like just keep going because I know a lot of people like they lose all their clients and they're like crap but then a lot of people you like you learn how to pivot but um yeah like what was your yeah the mindset that you went through <laughs> 
So I definitely had the oh shit moment because it happened so quickly. Like, you know, in January, it's like, yeah, there's something, there's a flu thing, maybe a pandemic. Um, and then suddenly, like within, you know, two weeks, like everything was gone. Like, okay, sorry, Rashida. Okay, bye, Rashida. Okay, it's not going to happen, Rashida. So it's like, okay. <laughs> but you know what really helped me is like being on Facebook groups where there's so many other women entrepreneurs, like supporting each other, just empowering each other and just, you know, giving that like, you know, it's okay, we can pivot. And like that positive energy really helped me. And so after I got out of that funk, you know, then I started thinking about like, oh, what would be fun? You know, what's what's next? Um, and that's where I really started thinking about, you know, online events a bit more seriously. And so that hence, you know, my pivot. And so I actually like to ask this question to you as well um, with regards to pivot, pivoting, if, you know, you've done, you know, for your business and what you think of the whole, you know, business transition, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID. Okay. My business had already been decided to be online um, to begin mm -hmm. with, but I do want to do public speaking. Like I like to be in, in, front of people. I love events. So for me, it was just like, all right, I've got to get comfortable being on live. I got to get comfortable because it's like, I have to get the practice for public speaking somewhere and online's the best way to start. So it was, um, for me, that wasn't really the pivot. Now I am making more of a pivot. Um, I'm doing more of a rebrand, just more of a focus on who I'm serving come 2021. Um, so but that's, that's just from me learning who I serve best anyway. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, I love it. Like, I love the fearlessness, you know, that you have, you know, especially in the midst of pandemic, like you have this like, yes, you know, I'm still going to live, you know, my best life and it's going to be fine. And I love that energy. You know, I love the energy. There's, there's no fear there. So I love it. Um, yeah. And with regards to your rebranding and pivoting, I love that as well, especially 2021. It's so exciting. It's going to be, you know, something new. It's like a fresh energy. I feel like 2021 is going to bring us. Yeah. I definitely, you know, I do with, when it comes to that, I, um, I've learned that I take things day by day and I look for the win of every single day. And um, sometimes the win is like something big, like me, like being interviewed for something or like me completing like a bunch of podcasts in one day or me like doing really good at my day job or something like that. Or like me doing like 50 minutes on the Stairmaster, or it could be um, me finding out that Kraft cheese makes fat free cheese. And they've got like nine gra grams of protein in like one fourth cup. And I was just like, oh my God, that's a win. Like, I, I'm so happy about this. And like, or it could just be a conversation. I'm like, this is, it's the smallest things that make me so happy. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. And it's just like that little bit of joy. So regardless of the year, regardless of what's going on in the world, um, mm -hmm. I'm going to just look for the roses. Mm -hmm. I love that and I, I definitely am trying to do that a lot more <laughs> because I'm like the opposite I'm like I have a plan one year from now three years from now five years from now like I have a plan and a roadmap and so like it really taught me to be like more chill and I'm doing what you're you know <laughs> girl <laughs> what's, your what's your tip for day by day what's your tip for that <laughs> okay let me the the God made me do this. Okay. Cause it's not on our time. It's on God's time. And when, um, 
I evacuated from a hurricane in 2018. Now your girl is a planner. Your girl's been married for five years. Don't have no kids. I'm really good at not getting pregnant because I was I'm waiting until August of 2021 before I start trying for kids. And that's what I keep telling people, but it might be longer. Sorry. You might not be a grandparent soon. Anyway, <laughs> but seriously, so I'm such a planner. I'm so like, I want this, 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 your girl. I'm having a vision board party with my friends because I'm that extra. And I'm making three different vision boards because I've got goals like out the wazoo. And, but my thing is, some, since my goals are so like outlandish, um, it almost intimidates me how big my goals are. But when I just focus on just doing them day by day and just doing the task and being consistent and just putting it out there into the universe and praying to God about it, I know that um, if I'm working in his purpose, that it's going to happen on his time and not on my time. So I'm not going to worry about when it happens. I am going to set like religious, like, you know, real goals and like make sure that if something's not working and keep, you know, up with what I'm actually doing um, and my habits, but I'm not going to kill myself if I don't reach a certain point by a certain point. Because mm-hmm. as long as I'm still alive and still going, I can still achieve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that 100%. I love that. <laughs> but sorry. Anyway, I want to ask you more <laughs> questions about how you, like, you're in this whole, everybody's leaving you. And you're like, <laughs> you you found good support from the women, like, the female entrepreneurs groups. And I'm telling you, those groups are like bomb. And if you're listening to this and you're not, and you're like an entrepreneur or thinking about being an entrepreneur, one of the best groups to join is women helping women entrepreneurs, because Mm -hmm. they've got like, at this point, they've got like almost like 450,000 women in that group. And if you're actually active in the group, you can gain so much knowledge from it. Um, because Mm -hmm. there's so many people that like, are out there that can help you, but that's just a side note. How, how did you start getting these really good speakers and stuff like that? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the speakers that is on my virtual summit is really, really phenomenal, phenomenal women. And I have so much respect and like most of them are my dream speakers. So one of them is actually Teresa Gatto and she's from New Zealand. And I remember the first time I came across her profile when I was in New Zealand, I was like, oh, wow, this this lady is badass. Like 100 million excess of profits in just a couple of years. So empowering women and supporting other female CEOs. Like she's like the living, breathing philanthropist, like really investing in women business. And I was like, I get, I got to have her. So I actually approached her as a speaker even before I had the event. I was like, I really wanted her to be my speaker. And so then her, you know, her, her, her staff was saying, you know what, I think it's better if you have an event first and then you come with, come back to me with the dates and things like that. Um, but aside from that, in terms of getting, um, you know, hyper-call speakers for your virtual summits or, you know, other platforms, it's really building the know, like, and trust factor. And the thing is, I like to do it a little bit differently. And the difference is I usually introduce myself and building that connection through me as a person. And I shy away and I don't actually build, you know, say anything professionally about my business or following. At that time, when I was invited, you know all the speakers my LinkedIn 
updates that I was jobless for seven months. Um, I had a shoddy website that looks, you know, it was like not really done. <laughs> you know, I don't have a business Instagram yet. I only had a personal Instagram, like 300 of my friends. My Facebook business was like, you know, it was bad. I, I basically don't have a good online presence at that time. But um, in that email, you know, when I was building that, you know, connection, I share about me and why I was doing that event, that inspiration. So I really like to lead with the impact first, because the thing with high profile speakers is that they don't need more following. They don't need more fame. They, you know, your, your Instagram followers is not going to be, you know, that impressive, assuming they're really, really high profile. You know, what they're looking at is really on how could they make an even bigger impact. And that's all they want. They don't need you to promote them. They don't need more money from you. They are richer <laughs> than, you know, us. I know that. And so leading with that impact is, is first and foremost. And secondly, share your story. Share, you know, why do you, why is this event so important to you? How could this speaker help you? And another tip that I like to give is also include the proposed topic. And then it's easy for them to make a decision, yes or no. You know, this is something that I like to do that's, something that I like to support you because the thing is, you know, with events, I always, always prioritize on making, you know, allies and partners and collaborators. You're not just looking for speakers. You're looking for people who are championing your mission alongside you. And that is the biggest, most important factor I feel in collaboration. So when it comes to inviting your dream speakers, just share your story, give a proposed topic, keep it simple. Because, you know, when you make it fancy and you're making about business, you're competing with other people's business. So you have 10,000 people on your Instagram, but there's another business have $100,000 in Instagram and you want to remove yourself from that competition. So just, you know, keep it simple, just one simple email, just, you know, have that Facebook message. But before that, you can also build your visibility. You could, you know, like their Facebook post and be in front of the Instagram so that the moment you pop up on their inbox, they're like, oh, I know Rashida Rahman, you know, she's been around. She's been, you know, following me for quite a bit. She understands what I'm doing, you know. So really building that know, like, and trust factors, you know, something that would, you know, secure your dreams because I guarantee you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. You're like, that was just so much in tips in a lot. And I will say, and I've said this to you before when I first met you um, to like, mm -hmm. you know, see, like, just talk to you. You're so professional. You come, you definitely come to people with a lot to offer and you understand what collaboration is. So I want to commend you on that for sure. And you're right. You, it, it is that no like, and trust factor. And that's with pretty much anything in business. People yeah. don't just buy from strangers and you got to stop. People have to stop the cold calling. They have to, yes. you can't do this for like cold calling as far as jumping in the DMs is what I mean. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can't just do that for, you know, your business if you're trying to sell a product and you definitely can't do it if you want somebody to spend their time because time mm -hmm. is so, so valuable. And like, you're so right. Like you, the way you said it, it, it made so much sense to me because it's like, they don't need you to make them more famous. They care about <laughs> impact because they're speakers talking mm -hmm. about impact. Like, like it's that simple. And you just, you made it. I'm like, you're right. Like, of course you're right. <laughs> like, like that makes so much sense. <laughs> and so, 
And so, you know, a lot of people, they actually do, you know, virtual summits and events and inviting these speakers mostly for their business or fundraising. And most of the times they have to interview, you know, their speakers. And I was wondering, you know, if you could share your tips on, you know, interviewing speakers and how to, you know, be natural in the engagement because you're so good at interviewing. And I thought, you know, share about some tips. <laughs> you're so sweet because I literally just like to have conversations. Um, mm -hmm. That's really what it is. I, at first, when I first started doing like interviews and it's something that I'm actively like working on and improving. Um, but I like to really listen to what the speaker is saying and not just have mm -hmm. some like script over to the side. Um mm -hmm and just literally have an authentic conversation. And mm -hmm. I think about the listener and like, what would, what would help, what question should I ask that goes along with what the speaker or the person I'm interviewing had to say that would help mm -hmm. people the most. Mm -hmm. So at least in my mind, you know, I could, you know, there could be other questions that there should be asked, but that's really, that's really it. Um, and I also, I don't get nervous. Uh, that's just that's uh, so, that because you're natural because <laughs> I mean, I was very nervous. Even this one, even when I was interviewing my speakers, I was so nervous. How did you not get nervous? It's because you're natural or you're very comfortable on screen. Oh, I, Practice. Practice makes mm -hmm. progression. And I mm -hmm. used to be so nervous when I was like practiced, like, like when I was scripted, but just being myself um, and not getting all caught up if I'm not saying everything perfect. Um, I, I got over that. That and if I am doing something that I'm being interviewed I see, I don't mind asking people questions. Like that's the thing. But when I'm being interviewed, I, yeah, I get nervous and I just tell myself I'm excited. Um, and it's really that simple because your brain does not know the difference between being nervous and being excited. So you say you're excited over and over and over again before you like, for instance, walk on stage when we can start walking back on stages. And when you start like before you hit the go live button on um, Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're going live, if that's where you're starting out at. Um, but yeah, you just say you're excited over and over and over again beforehand. And then you just go, you just, you just do it. And then it's on. And then it's like, you just, you, you gotta just go and <laughs> practice helps. It really does help. Um, so if you do, if you're a listener here and you're like, you want to start speaking publicly and stuff like that, but you haven't really started anywhere, start by at least getting used to the sound of your own voice, recording yourself doing, and I have my clients do this too. Do like start journaling to yourself, but through video camera. So like your phone, take, taking your phone out and just having a conversation with yourself and just talking. And that, that is one of the tips that has helped me so much. And I, when I would practice too, I would, look at myself and I'm, it's not out of vanity or anything like that. It's literally getting used to seeing myself on camera because that's how you're going to see yourself when you're doing a live. Um, so just getting more comfortable with that stuff was something that uh, the recording myself definitely helped me. Yeah. 
That's great tips. I'm going to definitely follow that. And I'm going to practice in front of mirror like so many times. Like I did that, but I need to do more. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Because at first it feels like weird and stuff. And then it's like, you just get used to it. Like it just, it just happens. <laughs> yeah. But um, what is one of your favorite people that you've interviewed? So actually Theresa is definitely, you know, my favorite person um, to interview, but it was so nerve wracking because like I can't get how amazing and phenomenal she is out of my mind I'm just like oh my god I'm speaking to a superwoman and I want to be her and I just you know all of this voice in my head and so (laughs) but she's absolutely you know amazing and I really that was like one of my favorite um yeah one of my favorite interview how about you you've interviewed so many amazing guests on your podcast who's your favorite you know, I'm not even gonna lie. I had no. so many <laughs> weird conversations with people. Like I had multiple because I there's mm-hmm. so many different things that I like. Um, so I don't have like one favorite. I have a few favorites. My um, mm-hmm. the interview that I did on, and I, it's really like how I vibe with people. Like I really enjoy talking to you, and I just I have so much respect for you. And I and also like. I cannot wait to see what you do in like the next five years. Like, that's just like, I'm just excited to see how you grow. Like, it's going to be awesome. But I, um, I did one on domestic violence and mm-hmm. it was because the interview took everything out of me not to cry mm-hmm. during the interview because it was just, it was, a, it's an amazing, amazing story. And she's an amazing woman and she's actually doing things in, in the world. And I, I love the people that like do things in the world that make me want to be a better person. And um, because I'm not a bad person, but like, like when people are doing, getting people out of abusive relationships um, and like helping them and actually making impact in somebody's life, like that's when I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Um, she for instance, in that interview, and it's on the podcast, um, it's how to leave an abusive relationship. She is, she was in a relationship for 17 years, well, married to her husband for 17 years. He sex trafficked her on video camera and he shot a gun over their kid's head. She left him with five, like she left with her five children in a part-time job um, when she left him. And so she barely had any money and she, they, they struggled. And um, it was, it was really hard thing for them. And then um, now she's getting her PhD in forensic psychology and she's helping other women leave and she has forgiven her ex. And it's, so it's just a full circle and he's like a better person now. And she like, and it's just like the amount of growth that she's had when she was down and so broken. And like, she goes into so much detail and I'm just like, it took so much out of me just like not to cry because it was sad, but it was also just a beautiful thing. And it's just the thing, the conversations that evoke like that much emotion out of me are the ones that, um, that are definitely, so it doesn't like, yeah, of course, like I I've, and I've met some pretty famous people and stuff like that. And like, that's been cool. But when um, I just meet people that are changing the world on a different different aspect I, I just uh I really admire stuff like that that's amazing that's a really amazing story thank you so much for having this podcast and 
changing the world, you know, through this podcast and empowering more women and, you know, having all these amazing stories heard. That's really important. And thank you so much for doing this, really. I I just, I, I there's so many women that I feel like they should be showcased in the world, mm-hmm. including you. So I, I like, you know, because I mean, seriously, like, I think it's so important for us to lift each other up. And now in America, mm-hmm. like women are pretty much equal here, but there's mm-hmm. other parts of the kind of the world that are not. And yeah. when I say pretty much equal, like I, I, I pray that somebody's not going to come on here and be like, well, no, we're not. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Listen. All right. If you, you need some perspective, I want you to watch the girl that escaped from North Korea. That is somebody I want to interview mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she do you know her story? She escaped North Korea. She was raped at the age of 13 and um, to in order to leave North Korea. And she talks about uh, King Jong-un and however you, pre- I, I'm probably butchering his name. I'm so sorry. Please do not come after me. They don't like Americans as it is. Um, so <laughs> I am sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but she talks about him and I'm just like, we have to protect this girl because I don't understand how she's not dead yet because she's got like 200, like thousand followers on YouTube subscribers on YouTube. And I'm like, her videos get like millions of views. I'm like, and she's like one of those super inspirational people. I'm like, and she's only 24. Wow. Like, here's openly like how in North Korea, like they don't even have sanitary pads and stuff like that. And oh, wow. like for their period, they don't have condoms. Like they don't. And, and how she explained it is like, we don't have money to just do one time things and how women are treated so unequally with the men go to work and drink all day. They only get paid like a dollar. And the women are expected to do all of the manual labor, also work in the market and get raped by the police officers that are supposed to be protecting them. And it's just like, that's just normal. She's like, yeah. And women are, they have to wear skirts. They cannot wear pants. And it's just like, it gives so much perspective. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I say like, we, we really don't have it as bad as it could be because I mean granted that's a communist country and stuff like that but like still like it's just but I I would hope that you know we could touch women that they they don't have access to internet you know and Mm -hmm. and there's so many women that that do need to be uplifted um and empowered Mm -hmm. uh because it's Mm -hmm. really about empowering them to do it for themselves Mm-hmm. and not like look for other people to, to help them do it but um yeah I uh so how long did it take you when it as far as it comes to um reaching out to people and getting them like what's like the turnover rate to get them on your like live summit Mm-hmm. So I did a, a live summit if it's, you mean in-person events or virtual summit? Okay, so I'm sorry, events- your virtual <laughs> summit. I'm, I'm using virtual- the word wrong. <laughs> for, for 
for virtual summit. Mine is pre-recorded, so it wasn't live. Um, but the whole process takes me around six weeks for a virtual um, summit. But I do recommend for first-time, you know, event hosts to take around three months. Um, and the reason why I've been able to do it in six weeks is also because I've done, you know, in-person events that take three weeks to do. So I've like had practice with the time pressure and things like that. So um, three months is good for for first-time um, event hosts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good to hear. And (laughs) as far as like how you promote these things, how do you promote these Mm -hmm. things if you don't like have a following and stuff? So I do, um, my favorite marketing technique for virtual summit is affiliate partnerships. So the thing is when you have, you know, amazing speakers, um, especially those with a huge following, they really help a lot in terms of promotion. So even if, you know, so one thing is they promote through their, you know, huge followers on Instagram or on Facebook or their email list. But even if they're not helping you promote, just promoting because they are involved in your summit really helps a lot in your marketing. So in terms of promoting, I don't rely a lot on social media. So it'll be through like event listings, like Eventbrite, um, Facebook groups. I mean, not really Instagram, but like Facebook groups and, and things like that. Um, it's something that I really like to use in terms of marketing. Um, yeah, and, and just roping in like blogs and websites that already have a huge following. So for example, if it's for my event, it's Lady Sex Talk Money, I'll look at, you know, women empowerment blogs. I'll look at women financial blogs, women money blogs, you know, things like that. So really, I feel like a lot of my approach is not relying on the fact that I have a following or not. It's more on looking for people that have the following and really, you know, approach that with like impacting their attendees and impacting their bloggers. I mean, their blog following and things like that. So, so yeah, that's a marketing plan. (laughs) I I love that because so basically what you do, you have your topic, you find Mm -hmm. people that also talk about that topic with a large following, and then you have them come on as speakers and then they promote. Yes. Okay. Although, although there's, you know, in different virtual summits, I would say it's, you know, in terms of the whole cast, chances are there will still be a mix of A-list speakers and B-list speakers and C-list speakers, you know, A-list with, you know, the following and the profile and everything, and then the B-list, you know, with some following and some profile and the series with no following and no profile. And I believe that every virtual summit will have a mix and it's just natural to have a mix. So it's just that really finding the right mix and the right speakers for your A-list and B-list will be important in terms of your marketing plan. Okay. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like that's, yeah, no, that's, I mean, it, it makes so much sense, but you, it, you made it just sound like so much simpler that it, it almost like, I, I almost it's feel really like I'm stupid. Simple. Like, because <laughs> like, it makes so much sense, but I guess I've never actually like sat down and thought about how I would have like those type of speakers on. So that's like really, really cool. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what has been the one of the biggest lessons you've learned while you've been doing this and really with how you approach them? Because I, like I said, again, you're so professional. So yeah, what is one of the things that you've learned from it since you're already so, such a professional person? So I think one thing um, that I learned doing this virtual summit is really, <laughs> I mean, for myself personally, it's really a lot of, um, what do you call it? a lot more um, 
it's weird, but it's a lot more self-love and compassion and giving myself more time and really easing the stress and overwhelm. And I see this a lot of people when they do virtual summit. It's very stressful. It's very overwhelming. I think the reason is because it's in front of so many people, really new new eyes, hundreds and thousands of followers who's you know, going to be introduced to you through this platform. So that's one. And then secondly, you are collaborating with you know speakers who are high profile and you really have to be like right and you know <laughs> proper and everything. And then on top of that is the timeline. Like if it happens in three months, it's gonna happen in three months on that date, no matter if you're ready or if you're not ready. So there's a lot of um, stress and overwhelm. And even in the event industry, uh, um, alongside my colleagues and managers and directors who've been in the, in the industry for decades, even they feel stressed and overwhelmed. Like even the office, like I've heard screaming matches because it's like a pressure cooker. Even in the office, I'll see, you know, my event manager crying on the side because it's so stressful of the sponsors. And it's also a money thing, you know, in terms of making sure you're not losing money. And that's a whole other thing it's so important making sure the budget is right and you're making money and, and things like that so you know through through the process I realized that it could be easier and with all of that self-love and all of that compassion giving yourself more than enough time to do it it's really really important because sometimes in the middle of it you really have to remind yourself why you're doing it because you know for us to do a virtual summit is especially when it's not a job like it's for fun or a passion project or you're trying to raise money for a charity that you're organizing or for your business it's easy to like halfway be like oh I, I think it's too much I don't think I can do it and I've seen people like postpone it I've seen people cancel it like I know you know someone that I know it's like doing a mental health summit which is so important and then you get too much and then it was scrapped and so really giving yourself like you know, enough time and just like that self-love. That that's what I learned. For that self-love, for that compassion, to take it chill, make it easy, and just remember like the importance of that summit. So that's what um I learned to my to my journey of planning an event. Thank you for sharing that because <laughs> I, I've done events too. I've done events for like mm-hmm. a few years, like live events. Um wow. and for I, I want like I love doing events like that's like my jam like and no lie like I, I mean I've worked in the service like food and beverage industry too so I mean mm-hmm. I've done weddings I've done um when I worked in a mall I for marketing for a mall we did a Disney star meet and greet a car giveaway oh, wow. um a, a Santa arrival by helicopter and I mean I had a great like wow. marketing director so like she was like she was teaching like I interned and then I um was an assistant for a while and and um we're like really good friends now and but anyway like I learned so much so fast so that was um that was a lot of fun but it was like more like you we gotta go it's like it's a thing like we do it and we do it big (laughs) and even even though the town wasn't like that big um but we would we would do a lot it would be a lot of fun but it's like it's always like all of that work that stress and then it's over and it's like yeah. I like that yeah. I like that like you work hard <laughs> and then you do this thing and then you can breathe and it's like okay cool and you chill for a little bit and then it's like okay what's the next thing and you get excited but you're I, I wish I had this conversation with you before to do that self-care and that self-love and all that other stuff um Ooh. Yeah. You know, while I was going through that, now I, I think I approach them differently, but that is, you're mm-hmm. so right. It's so important to give yourself the adequate amount of time. And you, sometimes you don't yeah. know how much time it's going to take, but just prepare for it not to go right. 
you know, prepare mm-hmm. for like, yeah. like so many people, they put themselves on a strict timeline and it, mm-hmm. it leaves out space for error. But if, mm-hmm. and I mean, error, like your emails, your people aren't emailing you back. Somebody gets sick. Um, as far as your timeline goes, where you can't get certain work done, you don't give yourself enough time to make the content that you need to, to do promotion. Stuff like simple stuff like that. It depends on what you're doing, of course. But, um, yeah, you're, you're so right. How it's important to give yourself time. Yeah. And also the, another thing that would be stressful about events, it's like the unpredictable things Like you mentioned, like things can go wrong. Like mm-hmm. even the virtual summit, you'll have like speakers with drawing suddenly like, oh, I can't, you know, two weeks before they have to find a new speaker. Like that kind of things is actually qu- quite normal. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's always something that goes wrong with like every yeah. single event and you cannot focus on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like you just got to get through it. Yeah. So I want to ask you, where do you see yourself and your business in the next five years? Oh my gosh. I love this question, but (laughs) it's a loaded question. (laughs) But yeah, you know, five years from now, I see myself you know, really supporting a lot more ambitious, you know, entrepreneurs with their events. And I see this because, you know, I've had clients that, you know, one of my clients, for example, was from Tanzania and his event is actually to raise money for children, um, school supplies. And he was an IT company, but he do this event to promote his business and so that people can use his app, but also to raise funds for the children. And I just wanted to support like even more people who, you know, really look at events as a possible way to actually serve at a bigger level and create an impact at a bigger level. And I just, you know, five years from now, I imagine, you know, having seen all these events around the world and having some part in that, no matter what it is, you know, no matter if, you know, I work with them or I collaborate with them or, you know, I attend that event or something. But yeah, I see myself to be more involved in, you know, meaningful and impactful events. And yeah, I'd like to ask you the same question five years from now. What do you oh, see? <laughs> okay, no lie. Five years from now, mm-hmm. I do want to be on TED Talk. Like I, wanna, I love that. Like I'm like that's going on my vision board this year, and I'm keeping it on there until I get on there. Like, like because I gotta start thinking. I'm just I do want to yeah do a TEDx talk. Um, I also I'll be a mother by then. Um, <laughs> I I um I will be working my business full time, and um. Hopefully we'll be in a different location. My husband's military. So hopefully we'll be stationed somewhere else. Uh, I'll be ready for a change then. I like to switch it up, you know. Um, (laughs) I've lived in like four states thus far. And I I, I like to, you know, see what else is out there. Um, What else do five years that I see? Um, I I see myself owning a few rental properties as well. Uh, I really... Yeah, I like I like real estate. Um, we bought our our home when I was 26, and we're gonna keep it. Um, it depends. It depends on when we move. So we might keep it as a rental property, or we might sell, depending on which one will be more profitable at the time. But um, I, I do see myself buying other rentals as well within that time frame. 
And um, uh, yeah, just, just becoming a better person every day. Volunteering. I love to volunteer with natural disasters. I volunteer with the organization, All Hands and Hearts. Um, and I like to go to do that a couple of like for the last one I did, I did it for 10 days. I want to at least do the next one I go to for like around that same time frame. Just it depends because I still work my day job, but I want to get to the point where I'm volunteering for three weeks at a time out of the year. Um, because it is a lot. It is a lot to like rough it like that. Like, cause you're in a disaster zone. Like this is not a vacation, like, and you're doing manual labor, like eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's just a, a different way of giving back. And it just, it feels so good. And when I did it last year, I was like, I want to do this every year for the rest of my life, as long as oh, I'm wow. physically able to do it. Um, cause I'm really passionate about a uh, natural disaster. So yeah, that's something that I'm going to continue to do. Mm-hmm. I'm so honored to be speaking to a TEDx speaker. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I need your autograph before it becomes too busy for me. <laughs> oh my. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask your advice about you when once you're the property queen, and I hope you remember me. I'm gonna use this podcast as evidence. Like, hey, Olivia. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? It's going to be, I'm not, and I'm not, of course, I'm not going to forget you. Like, it's not going to be a thing, but, but seriously. Yeah. I love that. I, that's so inspiring. I love that. See, this is why I talk about I like my goals being it. like so scary that I like, I just take it day by day. Cause <laughs> it's so amazing. I love it. I love it. I can, I can see in my, in the TEDx stage even like in my mind right now I can see you I can see you and your gorgeous makeup and the lipstick and it's gonna pinkish reddish color like I can see it for you it's like okay <laughs> it's Thank happening. you, you were so, so kind yeah. you were so kind now is there anything else that you would like to share like give any tips that you haven't when it comes to um just starting your online business for online events or live events when the world opens back up um, (laughs) you would like to share with the listeners so you know the one tip that I have you know when you know someone you know is doing a virtual summit is really to build a solid foundation and I I I see a lot of people usually like overlook this portion in terms of not having the budget in place or not having a marketing in place or just, you know, the, the document stuff, the not so fun <laughs> administrative part of it. Um, so really having a plan in terms of the profit goal and really having a plan how to get, you know, the sales and attendees and things like that. So that especially with the timeline, you know, if it's three months, exactly who is going to do what you know, really have a solid foundation is really so important because not having one could cause future problems. Trust me, I don't want to go into it. But yes, that's going to be my one tip for Virtual Summit. And how about you? What is a tip that you have for online business, social media, marketing, and, you know, entrepreneurs? Um, Don't think that it's going to take it's don't think it's going to happen overnight. You have to know that you're in it for the long game and mm-hmm. um, you need to just be consistent. Like mm-hmm. you, if you're going to give up, like, because you're not doing well for like three, four or five months, 
then you're not supposed to do it anyway because this this isn't for everybody. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get yeah. um, that is that is really it's it's not like we can make it sound fun and it's lonely. It is lonely and when yes. you, when you up oh, because you like be, it, you you relate like it's hard to make friends because most people don't understand what you're doing. And then there are some people that haven't done enough personal development in life in general, because Mm -hmm. they, um, and they're just, they don't, so many people are so selfish and to find good people in general is hard, but when you're doing what you're doing and you come off as you're in as you intimidate people that, um, just because of what you do. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, it just makes it lonely. So for one, it's lonely Two, you got to be consistent. And two, you got to know you're like, and three, you're going to, you got to know, like, this is what you really want to do. But I loved your tips. (laughs) It's like, it's really important because like, it's not being said enough, like in terms of the lonely part and things like that. It's like, you feel it, but nobody's really talking about it. And I, I love that, that tip that you have. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you. everything. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman podcast, Badass and Unfiltered. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. For guest opportunities, you can email us at theempoweredwomanpodcast at gmail.com, also linked in the description below.